Thank you for joining us for Positively Dad. My name's James Shaw. I'm your host. I'm a dad. My wife, Terry, and I are the proud parents of an almost eight-year-old second grader named Naomi. And I started Positively Dad back in March of last year just to be a resource to dads, to help us grow as parents, partners, and people. And we do two episodes every single week. On Mondays, we'll talk to an expert about something that, that can help us get better. And then on Thursdays, we talk to a dad about being a dad. And that's what you're listening to right now, one of our Dad Talk episodes. And, and, and I'm excited about today's Dad Talk episode because today's Dad Talk episode is helping prove the mission of Positively Dad. My goal, again, is to help us grow and get better as parents, partners, and people. And that means we got to talk about stuff. And gosh, early last year, it was like our ninth episode of last year. It came out in April, April 22nd. I did an episode with Dr. Erica Chang. She's at Indiana University. And she did the research on postpartum depression for dads. And that's not something we talk about a lot. A lot of doctors don't recognize it. They don't look at it. And their study found that, that in their particular study, it could be just as likely that a dad experiences postpartum depression as a mom does, and yet it's more unlikely that they would seek treatment or that medical professionals would talk about it. And Dr. Chang said it's really important we look at it because it impacts the family. It has major ramifications for the whole family unit and how the family is functioning, whether or not they're thriving. And that period of postpartum is, a, I mean, it's a really difficult period for lots of families. We don't have a lot of support in this country for families. It's a stressful time. Um, and so I think, you know, the fact that we shouldn't be surprised that it affects both parents. And she's right. We do need to talk about it because it does impact everybody in the family, mom, dad, kids, everybody. And I'm so thankful that she and her team did the research and shared the message on Positively Dad because I got an email just, I don't know, a week or so ago from a dad who said that, that he listened to the episode right after it came out and it helped him realize the cause of his own depression. And he said once he understood why it was he depre was depressed, he was able to, quote, climb my way up from the bottom. And I'm so excited that he had that realization, and thankful that our podcast helped him do it. His name is Glenn Bullis. He lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. And, uh, and he said he went through this major bout of depression for a year, July of 2018 to July of 2019, right after his son was born. And he'll tell you, he didn't have any mental health history. It's just that he couldn't figure it out. Things just didn't feel the same. And when he went to his doctors at first, they, they didn't understand what was going on, just like Dr. Cheng says in our original episode. And so fortunately, though, the podcast helped him. He figured it out, and he uh, went through the treatment he had to, and now he wants to help other dads. He wants to help other dads, and he wants to help families as well. So he's going to talk a little bit about his journey, what he's done, and then a mission that he has moving forward and how you can help. So let's jump in and have it. Glenn, thanks so much for joining us on Positively Dad. Thanks, James. Thanks for having me. It's my absolute pleasure, and and thank you for reaching out to me. So, you had listened to an episode that we did on, called "When Dad Is Depressed," and we talked about postpartum depression for dads, which is not something that we talk about. This doesn't happen, and yet the research shows it does happen. And you listened to this episode and had kind of a massive aha, and so you've been willing to come on and talk with these dads about your experience. And, and so I thank you, first of all, for doing that. Thanks for being willing to join us. Thanks, James. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So tell us about your family. So you're married, you and your wife have a two-year-old son. Tell us a little bit about your family. 
That's right. Yeah. So my wife and I, we married in April 2012 and uh, we moved from uh, Virginia to Raleigh. We've been here about five years now. Uh, she grew up here. So it was kind of a coming home for us. Um, and, you know, we, we love our life. Uh, she's a manager for a healthcare company. Um, we are active. We spend time outdoors and with friends. And we had the, the most happy moment of our life in December 2017 when our son Fletcher was born into this world. Yeah, and congratulations. It's always a happy time. And and then something, though, we don't really ever talk about is what might happen after. Everybody's going, oh, it's all great, and we've got our baby, and we're so excited, and this is a great thing. And yet so many people struggle afterwards. And we hear about moms who struggle with, with postpartum depression. I've talked about it on this podcast that my wife struggled with that, and it's very common. Nobody ever talks about dad. And, you know, you, you struggled too. tell us a little bit about that. James, it's funny how you mentioned how well prepared new parents can be for the arrival of their child. Uh, my wife and I particularly were, were very prepared. We, we knew what to expect through labor at the hospital, through delivery, through the two days postpartum. And then we get home and we realized we had no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how we was going to sleep or eat and all of that. So we learned that because any, as any parent knows, you have those, those first weeks and there's so much to learn. And we went through that. And then uh, similar to your wife, about five, six weeks postpartum, my wife began to show symptoms um, and of crippling anxiety and, and just hopelessness. And fortunately, we knew uh, we had been trained in, you know, through the prenatal courses through visits with her uh, obstetrician and and pediatric visits we knew about postpartum depression for mothers so it was a very clear call we called her psychiatrist i'm sorry we called her obstetrician which referred them to, 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 to a psychiatrist she saw quickly and she was able to return to being fletch's loving mother in about two weeks mm. well that had to help her a lot and had to help make things a little bit better at home um and so good for her for figuring that out what was that just experience like for her to realize that this was a challenge and talk to the doctors and go through it was that easy was it tough for her what was that like well i I think you know encountering strange mental health situations around the birth of a child is never an an easy conversation for anybody however just the point being the structures were in place the Mm -hmm. her providers knew what to look for um there's at UNC Chapel Hill, they they said there are there are emergency beds. They can just take in mothers. They say, don't worry about the insurance. If just just get them here, you know. So there are those systems in place. Fortunately, we didn't need anything that severe, but we found that there is so much structure around mothers. Yeah. Okay. And then you realized that this was an issue for you too. And I'm curious about when you kind of figured that out. It it was a, a really long developing for me. It wasn't until really July of 2018 that I had a light bulb that, Hey, something's not quite right here. And I may have known it, you know, if I had taken a step back and looked at myself objectively, I could say that I'm doing these things and that these are symptoms of depression. I'm going down, you know, but for me, the first time I was like, my mood is low. Something is not right. I need to talk to someone was July of 28, uh, 2018. So it was your son is six months old before almost seven months old before you realized you had some problems. That's right. What caused you to finally recognize that that you had some things that you had to work on? That's a great question, James. Thanks for asking. So I remember that weekend we we, were, we had been traveling and we returned home on a Sunday and it was one of those 
you know, long weekend trips and then still with traffic and everything in the afternoons. And uh, we got home and I was just frustrated and I was angry and I felt empty and I didn't know why. Hmm. Um, so that for me was like, something's out of place. I need to talk to somebody. Yeah. So you did. So who did you reach out to and what did they tell you? Well, my first contact was with my primary care provider. Um, and he, you know, described how, you know, low mood works and how it can be assessed with certain, you know, with, with drugs. So um, he prescribed me a medication. I, I don't even recall the name or, 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 or what, what it was. But unfortunately, it's, it complicated my mental health situation because it, it, it just changed some things in, in my, in my mind, in my brain chemistry, it was supposed to have just elevated my mood, but instead it, it introduced other factors, which complicated it. And I actually ended up in an emergency room here in Raleigh at, at Duke Raleigh in August of 2018 with a mental mm -hmm. health crisis. So you had a breakdown. Yes. And you, well, and I don't, I don't like, I, you know, breakdown or, or what, what, to call it that's fine yeah well what, what, I, you can call it what i guess whatever you choose what would you what would you how would you describe it because i don't it want to disrespect it, it was a yeah. no I, I just i don't think you are i would just describe it as a moment where all of the the systems in my mind the systems that i had put in place over the 30 some years that i've been on this earth to to manage my life they were all broken mm. in that moment Interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So, so you had gone to your doctor and said, I'm not feeling great. Something's not right. Just clearly there's a disconnect here for me. And the, the idea of you experiencing some postpartum depression never came up. That was not a conversation, right? Not at all. And this is my primary care physician. So he's familiar with this information. So the, your primary care doctor says, let's fix the chemicals. Let's get the chemicals balanced so you can be healthy and happy when that was not really the issue. No, that, that didn't help at all. <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, we did, I know you listened to the episode on this where we talked to Dr. Erica Chang from Indiana university. And she said, this That's is right. so common that, that, that what happens was for your wife, everything's there. You say my, you know, mom is depressed. She's not feeling great. And they know exactly why. And that's because she's had a baby and there's a chemical changes going on and all this kind of stuff that caused that for her. And they've got the stuff together. You go in as a dad with a new baby and going, I'm feeling really funky, and that conversation never comes up. It never did. Interesting. So what did you do next? You, you, you realize the drugs aren't helping you, and you have to go to the emergency room and, and get you know, kind of back in gear. What happened next? Well, but, um, you know, I, I had no background in mental health. I didn't have an understanding about basic mental, mental health, mental health hygiene. You know, not running, you know, if you have some, some things in your life, don't, don't ruminate over those things. Don't run them through your mind over and over again. Because what I found is you can literally spin yourself down into depression. So I learned, I checked into an, an outpatient mental health program. I, uh, I got counseling. I finally saw a psychiatrist. Um, over time, I would come to see probably two or three different psychiatrists and three counselors or three psychologists. I spent the bulk of my time working with one counselor, uh, a psychologist. I, I think once you find someone that understands you and you understand them, that's a it can be a really positive relationship. So I worked with him for about a year, and over time, you know, some of the symptoms got better if you treat the symptoms. The some of the pain that they cause can go away, but that deep, I had a deep pit of depression. I, I had there was 
the things that brought me joy did not turn on my love light anymore. And I was lost and confused. And when I heard, I, I had some inclination of paternal postpartum depression, but listening to your podcast episode was a huge light bulb moment for me because for all of the things I was doing to treat my depression, I didn't know that understanding the core and the cause of it was what was going to be able to help me climb out of it in the end. Cause I could get better, but I couldn't cure it mm. until I knew why. And I didn't know that. But when I found out, you know, it was, it was a light bulb. So and that, I thank you. Well, it's my pleasure. And thank you for being willing to tell your story too to other dads. I mean, the, I think that the, the Erica Chang's episode, Dr. Chang's episode was a huge one to, that woke me up and clearly it helped you. What specifically in that episode helped you connect the dots so that you could really begin to move forward? Just knowing that there was a, a cause that it wasn't random and I wasn't broken and it wasn't anybody's fault. And knowing the, the medical path, even though for me in the end, the answer was counseling and habits and positivity um, and gratitude. Knowing why helped me. So instead of treating the symptoms, we were, we were getting to the heart of the, the challenge, the heart of the issue. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So what's happened since then, since the time that you have grown with the, you know, learned medically what you got to do and met with professionals, what's happened for you since then? Yeah, my life is really, um, it, it's a different, just a day-to-day -day experience. It, it's so, um, I'm so grateful that now every morning I wake up and I just, I choose to, to take on whatever's around me with the joy and a veracity that I, I didn't have previously. Now, post-depression, I don't feel like anything is too challenging for me. And it's an incredible feeling. Um, and I'm not sure that's getting at the core of your question. I don't recall. Your, could you re restate your question? Well, no, I think you've given a fine answer. I mean, it's just, you said once you figured it out, it's, it's totally changed your life with, with professionals helping so, you. Here's some, some measurables. Um, since in July of 20, I, I've lost 35 pounds since July of 2019. Wow. wow. Um, when my son was born, I weighed 185 pounds at my worst during depression. I was somewhere around 230, and today I'm 195. Hmm. So I've done that. I'm back on my road bike. I had it. I, I, before my son was born, I was involved in triathlon and running and cycling. And during my depression, I didn't do any of those things. So I'm back cycling on my road bike. I've also taken on hiking with my two-year-old. We have a carrier pack and I'm actually doing a fundraiser. I'm hiking from Blowing Rock to Pilot Mountain, North Carolina in May with, for, as a for fundraiser for Make-A-Wish, um, carrying my son. Um, wow. And the purpose of all of that is just to, again, I have this outpouring of gratitude post-depression. I just want to share it with someone. If, mm -hmm. if through this fundraiser that I'm taking on, if I can share this knowledge with one, one new dad so he can be prepared for this for postpartum depression. He can know what's coming, maybe have a plan in place. If I can encounter, if I see one poor person on the trail, because now I get so much joy from, well, I've always had joy from spending time with my son, but now I'm able to share it. Now I'm able to experience it and broadcast it. So when I see people on the trail or when I'm cycling with my son, 
I want to brighten their day. Mm. And it, through Make-A-Wish, if I can contribute, you know, t- to a child, the, these critically ill children, when their wishes are granted, they, they say it changes the lives of everyone around them, not just the child, but the family, the providers, the people doing it. Like, it's just a, a huge thing. So I'm just trying to, to blow up my joy and share it with the world. That's amazing. I'm curious, and I want you to, as we when we get to the end here, I want you to share how people can support you because I think that's really important. Of course. And so sure. we'll do that at the very end. I'm I'm curious about how this has helped your relationship with Diana. I mean, I imagine that that you guys went through some tough stuff. That's a that's a great point. Um, my relationship with with Diana is is we've grown more recently than we have in years. It, it's funny um, because, as you know, during uh, during depression or mental health issues or with the birth of a child, life changes, your family changes, you get into these, these ruts and the old things fade away and new things arrive. We have grown so much post-depression and she's been there and supported me in so many ways that I could never have imagined and I could never thank her enough for it. Um, so we have an, an amazing relationship. Yeah, because it's supposed to be dad helping mom, right? I mean, that's how it's supposed to work when the baby gets here and mom's going through stuff. You're supposed to be the one well, helping think, everything, I and she, that, the roles got um, reversed. You know what? We, well, we are some some good old-fashioned millennials over here in Raleigh, and my <laughs> wife is right now working as a manager in a healthcare company, and she's the one that drives the office, uh-huh. and she's the one you know that does all of those things. We're really blessed and fortunate that she has an amazing career and that I am able to uh, personally, I spend um, some many hours with my son all week long, and I also I have a fledgling gr- but growing real estate business on the mm-hmm. side. Yeah. What advice do you want to give to dads who are struggling and don't really understand why? Because you went to medical professionals and they didn't see it, which is, by the way, exactly what Dr. Chang said would be the case for dads. So what advice would you give to dads who are who are struggling and don't understand why? It, it sounds well-worn and well-said, but to me, if you're, if you're struggling, if you're in the pit, if, if nothing makes sense, just keep working. Go to your counseling sessions and sit there for an hour when none of it makes sense and you don't believe any of it. Practice positivity. Practice like that. And positivity isn't a belief that everything's going to be fine right now. It's a belief that someday it might be fine. You know, like if you box yourself into a place where you can't believe that the world is going to be good, then I don't think it ever will be for you. Um, and for me, it was exercise and diet. So that, that, that was my core somatic stuff. And then the, the counseling. So talking to a professional and taking care of your body, your health, and then staying super positive. So can you share with our dads how you were able to make that transition from dark and gloomy and everything's really hard and tough to starting to have, you know, as we call it, an attitude of gratitude, right? To be able to be a positive, joyful person. How did you make that shift? It's all mindset, James. It's all in, you have to choose inside your day and, uh, I'm a big baseball fan. I am a huge Washington Nationals fan. Well, congratulations. And baseball this last season. Yeah, yeah, well, they started off not so great. Right. And everyone wrote them off. And their manager came up and, and they said, Davey, how are you going to do it? He said, we're going to go 1-0 and today. And that was something. And they went 1-0 and, and they tore off a, a 
a torrid stretch of wins and had one of the most historic runs to a World Series, an incredible World Series story. Right. If you want to see some winners, look at that. But that I watched them do that, and I put it in my own life. I said, "I'm going to win today," and I fought for it. You know, and if you don't worry about yesterday, don't worry about tomorrow. Just win today. You know that that's it for me. How can you win the day? You know, it, sometimes I imagine there were days it was something small, like the fact that you got dressed, you know, got got a shower and got dressed and 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 you know had breakfast. That could be winning the day. Where other days it might be something else. How do you know if you've won the day? Well, isn't isn't that the core of growth, James? That that while you know you start at the beginning or wherever you are, and you set you know one milestone for yourself, and you set another milestone for yourself. And those are distant goals. Those are going to take work. So you set some small steps. And then, like you said, um, you know, you start cleaning up your diet. You start grooming yourself better every day. You start taking care of yourself. And once you start taking care of yourself, you can start taking care of everyone around you. And as you grow, your goals change. Your, your, your bad habits are now dead. Those small things that you try to put in your life are now good habits that drive you every single day. So... I've even taken an exercise for myself now that I'm post-depression. I want to choose a good habit to begin and choose a bad habit to kill. And when you're intentional about it, you can do anything. Interesting. What's your relationship like with Fletcher? I mean, you're getting to a time now where it starts to get fun, right? You got a two-year-old he's so he's a doing fun stuff. Yeah. Tell me he's, about tell me about he, your relationship with him. So I'm the primary caregiver for him. Um I spend, I don't even count the hours. I spend all week with him. I love it. We do everything from uh, taking advantage of the story time. So like at 930, we go to the story time, learn to read, um, read, sing, play, all those things. We spend time outdoors. It's either hiking, again, cycling. Um, and he just fills up, he fills me up, James. He fills up my cup. And then when I get filled, I can, I can go out and fill up other people's cups. So he's, he's my spark. He's the reason I do everything. Mm, that's so nice. And because you know, there may have been a time that you felt overwhelmed by him and the things to to accomplish that, you know, led to some challenges. So you've likely had an attitude shift because I find this to be interesting that people go, well, how could you be overwhelmed or frustrated? Do you have this wonderful child that you've always wanted in your house? And yet I'm mm-hmm. sure there were days you you just got up and were like, I don't want to play dad today. There were those days and they are, you know, challenge, challenging times. But I think for me, even though it was so hard to, to read a book or to play story time or, or do whatever with him, it was hard to do that activity, but still there was joy in that activity. I didn't know it, but it was still there. Mm. So you can look back on this time and actually have gratitude for it. That that's the that's the funny thing, and I'm I'm so happy that you were able to to pick that out because for me I I am actually it's I don't know it's it seems backwards or paradoxical, but to me I am grateful for the year that I spent in depression because I wouldn't be able to experience so much joy now. I wasn't experiencing this much joy before depression. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the thing that I'm still learning here six some months post depression is like what are these new changes in me and how can i share them with others and enrich their lives 
Well, and that's why, you know, earlier I'd mentioned breakdown, because I, I always believe that in order to truly have a breakthrough, you've got to first have a breakdown of some kind. And, and, and you can go back and look at your experience that was very hard, very challenging. It was taxing on you and your family, and yet have some gratitude that you experienced it because it helped create the dad and the husband and the person that you are today. Would you agree with that? That's right, James. Yeah. So, okay, it, we're, I'm going to get to how people can support you in a minute. I want to know the the kind of the final message, the take-home message for any dad who's listening. What would that be? Our, our children are, are such amazing gifts to us. They're, they're gifts to us that in, enrich our lives on a, a every minute basis. Every minute I look at him and he's doing something funny that makes me laugh or something incredible that makes my soul explode with joy. So I think it's our responsibility to, to share that love that they have um, with the world. And, and now you're able to do that. So tell us a little bit again about what you're doing now to help just celebrate your breakthrough and bring awareness to others. And then tell us how, how our listeners can support you. Of course. So living here in North Carolina, the North Carolina Make-A-Wish, one of their core fundraisers each year is the Trailblaze Challenge. Now, the Trailblaze Challenge is a hike from, if you're not familiar, it's outside Winston-Salem, from Blowing Rock, Pilot Mountain. It's a 26 and a half mile supported hike. There are several checkpoints and they assist you along the way. Um, so in service of doing that, uh, I've chosen to raise five grand to give to for, for Make-A-Wish to, to, for children. And the way to support me is at, I'm going to read this to you. Yeah. It's site.wish.org slash go to slash bullis rdu. And so that's your last name, B U L L O S S. That's right. Okay. So to make this really easy, what we'll do for our listeners is we'll post this on our Facebook page. So if you just go to Facebook uh, and put in Positively Dad, Glenn, I'll post it there so people can click on it from there. And I'll also make sure it's in the show notes. So if you're listening to the podcast right now, say on your mobile phone or something like that, there's a link to it in the notes that you can just click on. On most platforms, you should be able to click right on it and it'll take you straight there if people want to support you. And Glenn, of course, Positively Dad will support you as well. Um, and and I'm so just, yeah, yeah, you got it. And, and what I'm looking at, I'm going, okay, so I've done six marathons in my life, which is fantastic and wonderful. You're going to go further than that. Okay. So, cause that's, you know, you're going 26 and a half versus 26.2 and you're going to do it. You're going to do it hiking and, and you're going to do it with a kid on your back. I mean, this is quite quite the feat. So he's 25 pounds right now, and we're training now. I train with him in, in Olmstead, and we get I, in the in the in the bike. We have a trailer for him, and if he can't, you know, the only thing is he might not be able to make it from checkpoint to checkpoint. So it's a long day. Ten hours is a long day for a baby and a carrier. Yeah. So Mama will be there to catch him if he needs, and we'll just Great. swap in some weight to make up for it. But we're That's we're gonna so do fun. it. Well, and you know, my daughter was born in Raleigh. She was born at Rex Hospital there in Raleigh. I know Olmstead. That's a beautiful place. So I imagine even just the training time you're doing. With you and Fletcher, either you know out in the bike you're pulling them or or you're carrying them on your back or whatever the hiking, I imagine that you've had some really awesome time in one of the most beautiful places in the state. That's right. We love Raleigh. 
That's so good. Well, Glenn, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story. And, and I'm so happy that you listened to that episode and that helped kind of open up your eyes to what you're experiencing. And I can promise you this. I have learned this this week myself. Someone will hear this episode and realize that they've got to seek out some help and a life will be changed because of the story that you shared. And, and you may not ever know about it. And I just want to thank you for being willing to jump on and share your story with me. Thank you, James. Thank you for what you do. What a powerful conversation from Glenn. And I'm just so thankful he'd share it for us. And I'm thankful he listened to the podcast episode too. You know, he said he just didn't know what to do. He just didn't know what to do. And he went to see his doctor. His doctor didn't really know what it was, didn't recognize it. And so this is the, the suggestion I'd make that if, if something isn't feeling right, ask your doctor to consider postpartum depression as an option for you too as a dad. See, what Dr. Chang told us in the original episode is this. If, if one person in the family is depressed, so if, if, if mom is, is depressed, then dad's more likely to be depressed. If dad's depressed, then mom is more likely to be depressed. And that's definitely something we'd like to look at so that we can take care of ourselves and take care of our family. And I'm glad that Glenn figured it out and has that perspective of it now. And I'm thankful that he shared his story with you. I trust that you got some value out of our conversation today. If you did, would you share this episode with somebody who you believe should hear it? Go back to and maybe share Dr. Chang's episode, When Dad is Depressed. It's episode number nine. Maybe share that with somebody, too, who you think might find some use in hearing that and get some value out of it. If you'd rate us, too, wherever you're listening, we'd appreciate that. Five stars would be great. Maybe even write a review so others know what we're doing over here. And then finally, if you would connect with us online, social media, that would be great. We'll just search at Positively Dad on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Of course, on our Facebook page, we're going to post a link to Glenn's um, uh, fundraiser that he's working on so that you might be able to support the Trailblaze Challenge with him. We'll have that on our Facebook page as well. I'm James Shaw. I want to thank you for listening to Positively Dad, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.